Hello and welcome to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast, the podcast that lets you know about all the gaming news and events that are happening in the Steel City this April. This month, and this is not an April Fool, we have Jade Knox from Ember talking about games that messed with her head. Matt Turner from the Treehouse Board Game Cafe shares the story of running a one-hour Dungeons & Dragons game to celebrate the new movie. And Connor Clark from Boneloaf, that's me, shares some of the best April Fool's jokes from across the game sphere this year. Enjoy. So I need to ask you something, because I was at the cinema the other day, the light in Sheffield, and there were a bunch of posters littered around the uh, arena that just has different, like, magical dragons. Oh, yeah. yeah. And was, was that you? Oh, oh yeah. Was that you? Was no, that I, you think, I, I think you'll find that's the Hasbro Corporation. Oh, no, no, no. They had like, okay, so there was, like, there was like Peach Dragon was one. I think there was like Smaug from Lord of the Rings. I think there was... Um, what was the dragon from um, NeverEnding Story? You know, the big dog one. Oh, yeah, the big dog one. I didn't really watch that movie because I was scared that... They, I saw the I saw that there was a horse, um, a sad um, horse in it, and I was like, no, no. no. Yeah, no, have I you seen the horse? Uh, no. Oh, no. Oh no! What never-ending story horse? Yeah, the never-ending story horse. No, scene. I went to primary school with a girl who used to cry about it, like at school. <laughs> just th- she used to just think about the never-ending story and get really upset. <laughs> it, 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 it is that sad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree sweet. with that girl. Yeah. Um, she was right, to be fair. Um, yeah. Don't be doing right laugh. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh because you know I think about it. And I think I've I've only seen half that movie because I stopped watching. But that, but the dragons were not you, even though you were doing something at the light. Um, I was, yeah, on the day. Of release uh-huh. of uh, the Dungeons and Dragons movie, I went to the first showing. Cool. Uh, me and uh, Riley from Treehouse mm-hmm. uh, has been on the show. Um, mm, exceptional uh, games master. Yes, indeed. Um, <laughs> we we set ourselves a bit of a challenge. We decided that what we we're going to do is um, go and s- we wanted to kind of give people a chance mm-hmm. to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie, yep. and then. Have a go at Dungeons and Dragons, hmm. um, because I know a lot of people who, and we knew a lot of people were going to be going in there, mm-hmm. having never played Dungeons and Dragons or only briefly been aware of the idea or watched Stranger Things, and you know it's kind of like an idea that they got in their head. Yep, um, yep. And we wanted to give them a chance to do it in the yeah, end, yeah, cool. um, and uh, that's pretty difficult because you know you are, you 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 put kind of two hours into a movie, yeah. and then. A Dungeons and Dragons game is like three or four hours mm. per so, session, right? Per session. Right? And how many sessions do you have? Well, this is it, right? It depends, like, right? Um, exactly. You can you can have a campaign that lasts for for, for twenty years. Wow. Um, uh, so, um, point being is that we wanted to give people a taste. Yep. So our plan was: a, do a session of Dungeons and Dragons that only lasts an hour. Mm-hmm. Single hour, okay. Almost impossible. We but we oh. but we we made the plan. Um, B, do a, a Dungeons and Dragons session based on the plot of the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh, that, that you've just seen that day. <laughs> that, we, that we watched in the that we watched in the first showing of the day. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so, um, uh, and we managed it. <gasps> so we we watched the uh, the scene that would had been put out ahead of time yep. and the trailer about a million times. That's so um, Looked for or identified all the monsters in it. Yep. Put together a something that kind of associ- was associated with uh, Hugh Grant's character. 
Who okay. drank um, in it? Oh yeah, who drank oh, in it? Oh, I'm going to watch it and Chris Pine and uh, Michelle Rodriguez and oh, I don't know oh, a bunch people. of people. Hugh Grant doesn't miss in his later late late stage of his career. Now he? he gets to choose what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he's a he, like he, he's just having fun. He's the best character actor now. Like yeah. he's, he's done being any sort of main. No uh, more love, actually. No more. We found that okay. out in Paddington too. That yeah, he yeah, was. Right. He's a, he's a true uh, a king amongst men. Yeah, yeah <laughs> really. That, the gentleman, the Guy Ritchie movie as well. Yes, he's good in that. Anyway, sorry. Point yeah. being that we saw some of the plot in that uh, thing, yeah. so we decided that we're going to run this session. We're going to put uh, posters out and put um, leaflets out, and and basically, and <laughs> Riley got to achieve their um, their dream uh, of many a year of going to the front of the of the cinema. In the beginning of a showing of a movie and mm. saying the the <gasps> opening spiel, you know that they yeah, do. Yeah, I wait for that person. Yeah. I yeah. really like them. I was really grateful. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you have a nice day. You always <laughs> say, Thank you. Yeah, a round of applause. Yeah, I, I always give a round of applause. Um, but yeah, I would like they always do that. Many many cinemas they always do that. But um, we we decided, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do it. So uh, the light were very obliging. They were, were very happy to to, to host us, mm-hmm. and we just pulled up two tables. And um, and waited for people to come out of the movie, and uh, it was hit and miss, you know. Uh, but because uh, like not every uh, group of people going in to see a movie day one is going to want to then yeah. immediately spend an hour playing the the game that the movie's based on. Yeah. But uh, I had an amazing time. I uh, I had I ran for two groups who. Uh, um, who uh, some of whom had never played before, some of whom had, had like, like a tiny idea of what the game was, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we, uh, I set them um, to uh, cleaning out the bathhouse in the Colosseum in the game, um, and <laughs> <laughs> like uh, and and finding a missing monster in the in a, in a statue garden, like you know low rent stuff that's, because that's you so cool. So like you took the so it they literally. After being in that world for two hours or however long the film is, they got the opportunity to stay in it a little bit more. Yeah. In their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Camp. That's so cool. And it was set kind of before the um, the events of the of the movie. Yeah. So um, what they had was a load of foreshadowing in the movie, and then they <laughs> they sort of were playing it, and they were like, "Oh no, no, we don't want to do that." That's <laughs> you know? cool. So I had a great time. Yeah. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Ace, and how is the movie? Is it any good? It's a banger. Is it's it? genuinely oh. great fun. Okay. Um, like, in, even for people who aren't um, super uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you know, uh, like lovers. Yeah. The thing I found was that yes, myself and Riley, who are D and uh, like D and D like veterans, mm-hmm. yeah. were silently um, saying, whispering to ourselves the name of the spells that were cast as the game uh, as, <laughs> as, the, as, the, as the movie went on. Um, we knew the name of a dragon that came up. Like we were, we we t- turned to each other and clutched each other's shoulders because we were so excited to have because we'd seen this dragon in our game. Yeah. Uh, so we were like super excited, but. Um, Ruth, my boss, who's played D&D maybe once for one session, didn't quite get it, Um, went in after and came out uh, and has since gone back to see it again because (gasps) it is a... So both of my bosses have now said it and and, and said, this is a really good movie. Neither of them really do Mm -hmm. D&D. And that's because, like, it's incredibly earnest and funny. Yeah, like it's it's a comedy that doesn't require any knowledge of you uh, from you. Yeah. Um, it has uh, a lot of really earnest character moments that don't um, aren't aren't upset or, or, or scared to say that that's what they like that it's a D and D movie. Sure, um, it's not afraid to take itself just as seriously as it needs to to um, tell you a, a, a 
story that has characters that matter mm-hmm. whilst also being having the wit and the funny like um kind of lightheartedness enough to not make you feel like you're sitting through a lecture about someone's um backstory you know yeah. someone's character i mean nobody had played jumanji before jumanji right exactly so, yeah, it's, just, it's just a good film <laughs> yeah, it is yeah, yeah no jumanji's a banger uh, it, I mean, this, <laughs> this seems like the you said last month jade that you loved the sonic movie yeah. Like, yeah. Did it, did I watched it, did... it again recently. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Did you go to see it twice in the cinema as well? Was it like? A... No, I I really don't like the cinema because I just don't like being in the dark with a bunch of strangers. But <laughs> when I, um... you put it like that, like... yeah, <laughs> I, I had it on Amazon Prime, so I watched it there nice. in the comfort of my own house. <laughs> cool. Did you? Did it want to make you play the game as well afterwards? It did. I wanted to play Sonic Generations. Yes. Um, I don't know why specifically that game, but maybe it was because they kind of mix up the mm-hmm. bit like the references in the movie so i was like mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah i feel like playing a bunch of sonic games all in one I and mean, that's what that game is i guess yeah. <laughs> I so yeah. yeah that is i think one of my favorite sonic games no me too about the Sonic movie um, actually I wanted to talk to you about a Sonic game because <gasps> I've not played it but I think you've played a Sonic game this month Jade uh-huh. um, it was actually because it is April and it was released as an April Fool's but it looks like a legitimate game yeah, right it's definitely a legitimate game it's real um, should I just say what it's called now yeah, yeah. go ahead um, The Murder of Sonic the Hedgehog um, I saw it on Reddit that um, following the Steam Deck community um, and they noticed that Sega released a like a little Easter egg, I guess, or uh-huh. an April Fool's joke. Um, yeah, and it's like a point-and-click detective thing, and that's really up my that's street. Your jam, it yeah. is completely my jam. So, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's been amazing. I'm not finished or anything yet, but okay. yeah, uh, Sonic croaks. Who did it? So Sonic actually does die. It's not like a fake out. I mean, so far, he did. Ro- Robotnik, right? Like, oh, he's not on the boat though. Oh, it's, it's on a set, set on a train like the Orient Express. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. But he's not invited. It's Amy's birthday, you see, and there's only so many guests, and you wouldn't invite oh. Robotnik, would you? I, I've only just got up to the bit in um, in in Paper Mario where um, at like the Thousand Year Door one, mm-hmm. where there's a whole level set on set on an Orient Express style train. I love it. It's really weird that this is, that, that, it was <laughs> that much of a coincidence that's, that's turned up. You should play, it? so a hat in time platformer has a murder mystery on the train as well. That's oh man, I've got that on my on my playlist. Yes, it's a very good game, Matt. I really like that one. Um, yeah, it's very, it's very um, Knives Out. Is it Knives Out? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Is it on a train? So who, I mean, no. so no, no, no spoilers, but who do you think it is at like, um, first glance? You know I'd what? say Knuckles, right? Knuckles has history. I don't know, because Knuckles has been very upfront about his violence towards a specific arcade machine, okay. and he seemed really sorry about it, so <laughs> I feel like he's been in the spotlight already, and I've kind of discounted him, yep. but there's like six more people I need to speak to him. He's got people, it's like SBO and Vector and stuff in here from oh, Sonic yeah. Heroes, yeah. so there's a bunch of people on this on this train, but it's, you know, it's well made. And... How long have you been playing it for? Because it's quite a long game as well, isn't uh, it? I probably put about 25 minutes into it, truth be told, okay, right. um, because I've been very much back invested in Broken Sword, so... Yep. It's hard to, to juggle two point and clicks, in my yeah. opinion. <laughs> Especially gotta, when I'm really invested in one, not really at all in the other. So. You've, got to, you've got to hold a lot in your in your memory for, for point and click adventures. Yes. It's very extra for an April Fool's joke, that is, isn't it? A full yeah. game, yeah, yeah. and yeah. a right. good full game. Yeah, and yes. it's like sort of new, like unique art style. It's mm. got, uh, yeah, unique mechanics that Sonic has never seen before. Mm. Like may, maybe releasing a level for April Fool's, you could probably understand yeah. because the framework's all there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to make a whole new thing is 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 great. For Valentine's Day, Overwatch made uh, a dating sim um, for where you could date two or three of the um, of, of the characters from Overwatch, 
and you mm. went on you went on dates and you you know like you yeah, know the dating yeah. sim sort of uh, thing where you like multiple choice questions you got to choose the one that they they like the best. Um, did, and they, did they just put an L at the start and called it Lover Watch? They Is did. That, they did. <laughs> Good. Sure. Good. Sure. <laughs> They did indeed. That's exactly right. Well done. Nice. There's a reason you're in, ga- like, you're in, uh, in oh, games marketing and media. I hate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that wasn't April Fool's, but it was a similar stunt. Do you want to hear some some more? So actually, obviously, this is this is the April episode, but we are recording it after April the first. Um, yeah. Shame on us, we're very very late. But did you? It gives us the opportunity to talk about some fun April Fools. Yeah. So did you want to hear about some of the other fun ones I'd that they these. had? One that I will I will mention straight off the bat that I really liked is that uh, it's actually a like this podcast. It was a video game and board game crossover April Fools joke because Goat Simulator, obviously mm. the newest game out, Goat Simulator Three, um, actually decides to do a collaboration. With the Settlers of Catan. Oh, whoa! Yeah, which Tell is bonkers, because Settlers of Catan is not the kind of game you'd associate with the absolute chaos of Goat Simulator, right? I so, mean, listen, Settlers of Catan can be a pretty chaotic game when someone be. wants one wood for three sheep. That's, I mean, that's a big ask. Well, so the collaboration was just one <laughs> sheep, and they decided... They actually did it both ways, which is really fun as well. So you can actually play as the sheep from Catan in Goat Simulator. <laughs> and there's a whole trailer and the sheep looks just as like dumb and as like you know oh, dead behind I'd, the I'd eyes I'd like that as the goat yeah I'd love to be the goat yeah <laughs> like, you, know, like, the, you, know, the, you know the iconic sheep from Catan which yeah. you know no one's ever said that sentence before. <laughs> um, but that's yeah, now in Ghost but I do know the one you mean <laughs> well the best part is though is that they did it the other way around so these are very limited edition you have to enter a sweepstake I think the sweepstake might even still be open okay but you can enter to get an extra pack of cards that will work with your Catan game that swap all the sheep for goats. <laughs> no. So you can, have, you can have the goat simulator go in your Catan very game. Cute. There's only, I think there's only 30 copies of that available. Oh, so man. Expect to see that on the black market. For yeah, for sure. Mega money. eBay's going to get popping off, isn't uh-huh. it? So I thought that was a kind of a fun little April Fool's joke. Mm-hmm. Um, so my other one, um, which is actually a really good one by IGN, um, they did a fake Nintendo Direct um, where they... <laughs> They they announced that Nintendo were going to add the extra feature to all the Mario games on the Nintendo Switch that replaced the original voices of Mario and Luigi mm-hmm. and Peach and Bowser to the movies uh, to the movies voice cast. Voice cast. Oh, so Chris Pratt. It's believable though. Well, it I bet was. people were kicking off. Oh, so you should you should watch it on IGN's website. Like they made the full on um, Nintendo Direct. They had Shigeru Miyamoto up there and then dubbed over him saying. Hi, we're gonna we're gonna uh, change all the voices in all of our Mario games, and then like had like clips of Mario Kart Eight with Peach going around, but they just had Anya Taylor Joy doing quotes from other movies, not even the Mario movie, um, just saying like, "Oh, yeah, I wish you weren't dead," something like that. Like it was like that. That is not in the Mario movie. They, she does not say that in the Mario movie. And I, I bet they they canvassed around the office at IGN for the um, the the person with the blandest sounding voice. Um, that's always a Nintendo Direct way, isn't it? It's just like, uh, uh, celebrate the World's Fair with this brand new uh, exercise, uh, Uh, this this, this brand new game. So forgettable. I've already forgotten what you said. (laughs) (laughs) It was, yeah. You should watch that. That's really, really funny. And then, so I guess my, well, uh, there's a... 
my final actually one that I really like, my final April Fool's joke um, that I saw this year was Rocket League. So Rocket League did a thing. It's 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 Easter, so they changed the football in their car football game to an egg. Sure, fine. Yeah. But what they didn't announce for April Fools was that for that day only, they decided to remove all the negative chat messages. Okay. So if you've ever played Rocket League, you have a quick chat, right, on like your yes. D-pad or whatever that you use that yeah. like just says various things like, "Oh, you missed," or mm. you know, and they're they're like really slightly passive aggressive. They're yeah. not like you the, know. There's the nice shot one that everyone uses. Yeah. Are they talking? Nice shot. Nice shot. Are they sarky? Sarky little yeah. comment. Yeah. Yeah. I might play Proper Rocket sarky. League. Because <laughs> it, it, nice says, <laughs> it says nice shot, right? So you can definitely use that to big each other up once they've once they've tried no, the <laughs> nobody does oh yeah nice, nice shot nice, nice shot nice shot nice shot nice shot nice shot yeah nice shot mate nice shot but they were they were so they replaced that with stuff like and even if you wrote on like with your keyboard they would replace all the messages but with like just ultra positive quotes it was really nice so you'd write stuff like that and instead of writing oh nice shot it would just say silly me or or live laugh love <laughs> This what? reminds me of Habbo Hotel when you try and swear. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah There you go, Bobber. I, I, um, I hate to bring this back again to Overwatch, but this is a permanent feature. In Overwatch? Yeah. If oh, you really? say GGEZ, you know, the, the most yeah. toxic thing you can possibly say at the end of a game, yep. it says, it was, a pleasure, uh, it was a pleasure playing with you, friends. Yeah, it it, com- it just deletes what you what you wrote and comes up with it, it was a pleasure playing with your friends. Oh, I love that! I'd and then you so read mad. it, and you go, "That person said something really ugly." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because everybody must know if they're yeah. all playing it. Like, oh, I wonder what they said. Once you've seen that, you're like, "Uh oh, toxic." <laughs> <laughs> I will say this one also did try to rickroll you because you'd write some things and it would just be like, "Never going to tell a lie and hurt you." <laughs> And, uh, and I don't, I don't know, but the, but I thought that was a really nice way of kind of turning the the, the weird toxicity that is in Rocket League for sure on its head, yeah, and kind of taking the piss out of itself. Totally. Really. that's great. I love that. Time yeah. for wear kings. So another couple of games that tend to trick you. Um, I don't know if you guys have played Superliminal. Superliminal. Is that, have I Ooh. said that right? Yeah, that's well, right, yeah. Is that yeah. the one with David Tennant where he's like guiding you through, uh, I've only played a little bit of it. Okay, pass about the narrator, but it tricks you in the sense that it messes with your um, sense of per- perception. Oh, really? Perception. Okay. How do you do that? I'm really unsure about what words I'm using now. Um, like your, your perspective. Say, perspective. Say it like five times and it won't make any sense. Oh, sorry, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so so basically you can pick up something that looks really far away and it yeah. just, you know, it ends up being really small in your hand instead. You can change okay. shapes, you can make um, like new doorways, you can pick up objects and throw them and you can make like different pathways with it. Oh, that's sweet. Um, yeah, Superliminal is really good. That's one that tricks you because you sort of think that you're doing something with an object and then you realise it's about 50 times the size of you oh that's cool like, so, so yeah they just they, they make something that like looks like it's on on like a table and it turns yes. out that it's like behind the table and 20 times the size or exactly. the, ta- the whole table was too big for the room yeah it's like, yeah, yeah when someone like they'd like drive oh I'm getting in my car and then you realise the car's actually like a little um, a tiny toy mm. car but the camera's really close to the car yeah that yeah. kind of thing and, and they do it with a pattern as well so there's a checkered room and you can only sort of grab an object when you're facing a certain way when the the checks mm-hmm. are all lined up oh. and then you can kind of go oh and then p- sort of pull it away from the, the corner of the wall because mm-hmm. everything makes sense love, from that perspective I love it when games do that it was, it's really satisfying and yeah I would recommend that to anybody that hasn't played it it's, it's 
one of the better games I've ever played. Because every time it does something, you go, oh, like, you know, a little brain feeling where you're like, <laughs> oh, it, you got me. Like, yes. I thought that was something else, but it's I need this for this thing. If, yes, you, if, if you like games like that that feel like they... If you want that, but it kind of feels like the game hates you... Yes. Um, then Antichamber is, is a I game... that's on my wish you, list. Yeah, it's uh, an absolute banger. Super, super smart, super cerebral... Uh, I I got to it through the sound design. Robin Arnott did the mm-hmm. sound design. I'm a big fan, um, mm-hmm. and uh, like it's and like the sound design is important for the way that it, a little bit like the witness um, mm-hmm. did. Yes. Um, uh, the sound design is important to solving some of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. But there are a whole there's a whole like puzzle where like um, if you you go into a, a, a corridor. There are two sets of stairs. Um, there's a blue set of stairs and a red set of stairs. Okay. And you can go up the blue set of stairs and you end up in the same corridor with a blue set of stairs and a red set of stairs. And you can go up the red set of stairs, you end up in the same corridor with a blue set of stairs and a red set of stairs. And you're like, what the hell am I supposed to be yeah. doing here? Never mind. I can't f- solve this problem. <laughs> I'm going home. Right? <laughs> yeah. So you turn around, go back the other way, and that's how you solve the puzzle. It's oh, just by leaving that alone. He wants you to give up. <laughs> he wants you to that give up. That reminds me of Stanley Parable a little bit. I'm sure there's mm. a part with loads of like staircases on that where you're just mm. like, it's really repetitive and you're like, sod this, I'm going and then... Stanley Parable is a definitely one of those those games, games that, yeah, for sure. Are these, like, these portal-likes? Is that the genre? I suppose so. I don't know. There's less, there's less of a story, there's less of a comedy game than Portal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's, it's a first-person puzzler. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Going through rooms. In a way. I was yeah. going to say, that, like, it's, it's Portal in the same wavelength, but I guess Portal's less... I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? I feel like I am more invested with Portal than I am just there for a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, with yeah. Stanley Parable and Superliminal, I'm like, die you. But with Portal, <laughs> I'm like, no, I need to win. Like, still. I, like, I still need to make sure that I complete the level. Yeah, yeah. Because right. you, you, you really want... Like, it's a really engaging narrative is the, is the big deal, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like, the, the the witness, not a particularly engaging narrative. No. Like, another gate, another puzzle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas, and Stanley Parable, you're engaged with the narrative. The, whole, the game is entirely narrative. But mm-hmm. kind of the narrative is the puzzle, and the puzzle is the narrative. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, whereas Portal, it's like, here's this amazing thing we came up with. Here's this really cool toy to play with. Yeah. You could spend half an hour just pissing around, just messing around with this thing. And you do. Um, and you just do. Just falling endlessly. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reaching terminal velocity, right? <laughs> um, but then they tack on and, 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 and infuse it with this uh, brilliant narrative. And you're just like, oh, wow, it's this... Uh, kind of bijou short adventure that has uh, a really strong character really strong jokes and a really cool toy mm-hmm. that's what sets Portal apart mm-hmm. yeah um, the others um... I have more respect for Portal Is that, I think that's the difference like I'm not laughing at Portal whereas yeah. I'm just like silly silly little Stanley like I, I feel like I like Portal would be like an elder I guess and Stanley Parable is a bit like my pal yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I suppose in the same way that roguelikes are nothing like the game Rogue, um, yeah. <laughs> then, then probably Portal Likes is about right for uh, for the first person puzzler um, stuff. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, that's that, that's a, those are games that definitely trick you. I've got one more as well. Yeah, yeah go for it. Um, it's a bit of an old school one um, okay. for GameCube. Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Yeah, I played that. So if you had like an old CRT TV, this yeah. one beeped you up even more because <laughs> what happened was it would do things to you like the lower your sanity got throughout the game and there's other games that use that dynamic but yeah. um things like the volume would go down you know the old green bar across the bottom mm, yeah. and then you'd be like oh am i sat on the remote and you start panicking <laughs> or like you'd go into your save game and delete your save 
And then you'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no. And, and even one of them, one of the, when you get really sort of insane, um, it mimics it going onto standby, the whole TV. Oh, so wow. And you're like... Excuse what? me? <laughs> yeah, and I don't know, because I remember I was playing it with one of my friends at university, and the, they kicked off saying that I must have been sat on the remote. <laughs> and then and then they kind of go, this can't be happening. And then, like, a little crazy thing happens. And then my pal's just going, stand up, stand up. And they were, like, ragging the duvet off the bed because we were both just chilling. And I was like, I swear to God, I'm not sat on it. But, it's just yeah. spooking you. Yeah, and I just... I remember thinking that is so clever. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Loved it. That's uh, yeah. I, I remember playing that. I, I rented it from Blockbuster. So it is um, an old kit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was that it good or was it just? Was it was. It, just, it was weird, wasn't it? Was it? Pretty it was janky. Like, yeah, it was like find the runes. Yeah. Like this backstory was really like convoluted, and yeah. you, you kind of skipped through it, didn't you? Like I would needed say to read a, the instruction book to understand what was going on, right? Yeah. I wouldn't era. say it was a tremendous like uh, like many GameCube games. I wouldn't say it's tremendous, uh, no. but certainly it tried something new yeah yeah <laughs> and, it, and it got me good <laughs> yeah nice. what um, you might do you know of any games that, that, that mess with your head yeah like, so there's a whole tabletop role-playing game called paranoia that okay. um uh, that is uh made to mess with your head um in fact uh the uh game master uh or the computer um and the um players mm-hmm. have um uh, completely separate rule manuals and that's because the player's rule manual uh, actively lies to you. <gasps> oh, it, so are you like not supposed to have read the other manual before you start playing? No, no. Yeah, if you're playing, the, if, if you look at the player's rules and you and you and you're being taught the rules that the players are given are wrong in some way. Oh, that's fun. Um, oh. And, and <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't know if this would be for me. <laughs> Having not played it. Um, I don't know how, and I'm scared to play it uh, because of uh, for that exact reason. Mm-hmm. But basically, you're in a kind of sci-fi setting, and there is a malicious AI trying to make sure that all of you die. Um, and uh, but you're in a you're in a setting in which you know in a, a la uh, uh, space Odyssey. Yeah. Um, uh, you are um, trying to stay alive in a system completely run by machines and uh, you know you've got orders and you've got like uh, a function in society and you've got to obey the rules but also you do kind of know that something's not quite right um and mm. uh, so you're trying to figure out whether the thing that you the information you're being told is wholly incorrect mm-hmm. or whether or not just some of the information you're like being you is. have a hunch the whole time exactly. really, that sounds really annoying until you press a button and, they, and it vents toxic gas into the room and you're oh. just like oh Oh, <laughs> I was right. No, I shouldn't have pressed that button. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's also um, one of my favourite games, Time Stories, um, is yeah. uh, really, really good for that because it's a game about going back in time. Uh, you get put into these in, into these kind of like vessels, people, in uh, back in the time period you're going to um, and then uh, asked to move through locations, looking for clues, writing down notes, figuring mm. out how things are going. Uh, and in one adventure, um, you are trying to like discover, get to the bottom of a kind of a conspiracy. Mm-hmm. You know, you, uh, and it kind of feels a little Lovecraft, you know, it kind of feels a little bit sort of, um, yeah, you know, uh, I'm trying not to spoil it because spoilers mm-hmm. are an active game mechanic in this game because you do a Groundhog Day if you if you lose. If you run out of time, you've only got a little time window you can actually act in. Right. If you run out of time, you get sent by your little time, your kind of future time agency back to the start after a telling off by your, uh, <laughs> uh, by your boss. Mm-hmm. So time is of the essence. The information you learned as you went, where the dead ends were, where the um, yeah. uh, what knowledge about the setting, um, that you can take with you. 
Oh, you nice. can't take any physical objects. You can't take any keys or, or yeah. you know, things like that. But if you know the code to the door, then you know the code to the door. Sounds like Dark Souls. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, there are multiple times when you will be led down a blind alley where you will essentially, uh, you know, someone will, will say, come over here. I know, I know the secret. I know the secret to this. It's a whole conspiracy. I love this. This isn't even in the game. This is just somebody sat nearby <laughs> as you're playing. I can I can show you. But all you all you need to do is uh, you need to perform this ritual. Your eyes will be opened, mm-hmm. right? And you go and you get the things they need for the ritual, and you perform the ritual. It takes like 20, 20 time units, which are the thing mm-hmm. you're running out of. And um, yeah, it was it, he, just a guy uh, yeah. who was just <laughs> bullshitting. <laughs> um, or didn't know what he was talking about, or was, you know, just had his own special delusions, and um, you just wasted all your time following this guy's wild goose chase. Um, and you're like, oh, next time I'm never gonna speak to you again. That sounds like the opposite of Chekhov's gun. Like, we're, gonna, we're gonna hint towards this thing that could be an important thing. It was never an important thing, you idiot. Get on with the game. I don't know if I'd have the patience for something like that. Like, I struggle if I'm not immediately really good at something. And yeah. so, to be led down the garden path and then told to turn back round, I'd be like, table flip I'm out of here (laughs) especially when you then get told off uh, for your boss for falling for the game's own tricks yeah suck that I've I've not got the patience or like yeah Oh, I love it, it. But yeah, that's that's um, those are the two sort of like uh, board games that, that sort of leaped out at me. Or time games. stories and paranoia. Paranoia, yeah. Cool. What events are happening in April? What's oh, going on? Do you know what? April's um, a pretty big month uh, for one gaming business in Sheffield. Yeah, that is Patriot Games. They are turning twenty nine. On the eighth uh, of of this month, eighth of April, um, which like, old enough to drive? They're old enough, to... <laughs> <laughs> they're old enough to... and that and, and and more and more. They could have they could have had a, a yeah. child. They're old enough to drive in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, so this month they they've uh, they've done a bunch of uh, stuff to celebrate. Um, uh, t- on the date of recording, yep. Um, uh, that is on the sixth. They they did a they are doing a um uh, a blood on the clock tower like special kind of playlist a bunch of custom um a bunch of custom scripts they call them mm-hmm. uh, yep. in blood on the clock tower where it's a sort of like a script uh, a script in blood on the clock tower is a set. Uh, Blood and Clock Tower being a thing that you, I know you uh, love like a, quite a lot. It's a, a big theatre game, which is kind of like werewolves, Werewolf, yeah. but on another level. And you got to um, find out how, what, what kind of, uh, you know, who's the drunkard, who's the oracle, who's yes. the, you know, the, and so you like they all get people get different amounts of information, mm-hmm. and you got to figure out who the baddies are um, by talking to each other, and um, the. Uh, uh, they, they're doing a bunch of uh, custom ones of those. So basically, they, they've they've come up with they've done their own de- uh, own game design and um, and actually come up with a brand a brand new way to play it, which is a, is part of the design of of Blood and the Clock Tower that you can sort of mess about with it. Yep. Um, uh, and I just think that's really good. That's amazing. Yeah, they 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 are awesome at Patriot Games, and oh, twenty nine years. That's that's incredible. Big three years next old year. as me. Yeah. So so. Um, we're all just like, yeah, say we're not 30. Yeah, yeah same, same, same. Yeah, 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 same. We're all like 27, 28. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they got anything else on? Uh, are they doing? 
Yes, um, uh, like uh, plenty of stuff. This week and uh, next yes. week uh, have been uh, being the uh, Easter holidays for schools. Yep. Uh, they also have a bunch of uh, free kids and family gaming um, days right. where you can just go in and like... Uh, Basically, find a load of games that are catered towards kids, mm-hmm. uh, catered toward like accessible, and um, uh, you you get taught them and you can play them for free. Oh, amazing! Um, so if you're like in town, and well, this is going to be a theme, uh, if you are taking the kids into town, yeah. which is a really good idea to go and uh, visit a bunch of um, uh, gaming uh, game stuff, you you will have them like uh, occupied for the whole day if you yeah, do. Literally, yeah, um, it's not a nursery. But, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. No, but I'm kidding. Don't there's do a that. nice coffee look, look shop. After you. There is a very nice coffee shop. Next to it, yeah. um, uh, and that's 12 till 3 every weekday. Nice. So if you are like, if, you, if you're at a loss for things to do, just take the kids down there. Play a free game. Exactly. They will probably ask you to buy the game afterwards. That's, the, that's what you've got to dodge but if you can if you can confidently say no we've got this game at home and then you go home and it's frustration then uh, if you can do that that, then it's a perfect perfect day Um, but the other thing for um uh, and i'm going to jump forward a little bit Mm -hmm. is um for the easter holes Mm -hmm. um is that um like if you're making days of it and you're going you're thinking of going to the national video game museum Mm -hmm. Uh, this is your like semi-regular reminder that if you go to Extra Life beforehand mm-hmm. and you show them your receipt, they give you ten percent off. Banging. So how did I not know it's that? It's a hidden discount. This it's whole time, a hidden discount. Yeah. I think I've done both those things in one day. I need a rebate. Yeah. Well, they're really close. <laughs> to I think it's on the Extra Life. If you get a I'm receipt sure for your food, it. they yeah. have a little like note at the bottom. I think it's the other way around as well. So and the other way around. Yeah, they've probably gone, do you need your receipt? And I've gone, nah. (laughs) (laughs) I reckon that's exactly what's happened. (laughs) Forget about it. Nah. Uh, (laughs) If you are um, planning days out, Mm because I I know a lot of parents are sort of at a loss um, Mm -hmm. sometimes, uh, then like you can link these things up and it works really nicely. A a gaming day out is so, like, like, compared to a few years ago, it's so easy to do. Well, it's not easy to do. But it's so there's so much going on across the games. So if you are a games fan, board yeah. games, tabletop games, you know, go see the Dungeons and Dragons movie, go see the Mario movie. Yeah. Let's do cinema trips for you. Go see the Tetris movie. In fact, it's not in cinemas. It's and so allowed now, isn't it? Like I'm sure yeah. that gaming used to be like a subset of people like only stayed inside. I realise that I'm not the best like <laughs> person to be discussing yeah, this. Person who only stays inside. Yeah, I really do. <laughs> or close up events that were just to a few mates or just to like, you know, you had to be in the know. Yeah. It's not the okay, case maybe someone else should talk about this. But basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is, it's very nice that it's opened up to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and gaming is a lot more accessible than it used to be. And a lot of the walls have come down, I think. I think sure. so, for sure. Um, and in, in this case, especially for families. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, also um, at Patriot, to go back to the original point, mm-hmm. um, uh, there's a new Magic the Gathering set coming out. That's big, big news. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they have pre releases on the 14th, 15th, and 16th um, for. Uh, the March of the Machines, I think it's called. Um, I'm cool. not like a super. I know how to play Magic the Gathering, but I'm not. I don't follow it, so it's sort of. I I am aware that it's pretty much the biggest thing in in mm-hmm. card uh, t- mm-hmm. like trading card gaming. But I, I I I'm sort of like. I think I know what this is called. I'm ninety yeah. percent sure that's the name of it. And, it, uh, and, and <laughs> it's, it, it definitely is. And uh, the second biggest card gaming thing as well is actually Pokemon. And they do have the new Pokemon set, the Scarlet oh, and Violet nice. set. Those are really rare. So they, those cards came out this month. 
um, and they're just selling like absolute hotcakes. Like you have to have pre-release. You have really? to have bought them months in advance. Interesting. Patriot have a few copies. They have a few pa- booster packs. Don't tell anyone that I, that I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, but don't do. tell anyone on this podcast. Yeah, um, <laughs> but um, no, definitely do because like they're probably one of the few places in 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 Sheffield that you can actually get them. They're so like clued up though, in like in the know that they'll they'll be all over that. So as soon as they hear anything about it, they'll be pre-ordering stuff. Like sure. one, one place in Sheffield, you're guaranteed to get the thing that you don't think you'll ever get your hands on. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the uh, and the last thing uh, for for um, uh, Patriot is we've talked about a lot about what to do with your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if you're like a uh, someone who doesn't doesn't need that uh, uh, doesn't need to have to take their family, but they got a bit of time off over Easter. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, paint club is something that happens every uh, every weekday as well over these holidays, and um, that is where you can basically either learn a war game like Warhammer and that sort of thing, or you can just come down and uh, benefit from uh, painting in the same environment as people who are really, really good at it. <laughs> really good. My at self it. esteem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not going to be another self esteem boost for, ba- uh, for painting your little your little toy soldiers, but. Uh, you may be able to ask them lots of questions and uh, kind of benefit from their insight, which is a, a, a massive thing. That kind of uh, transmissible information is really, really good mm. um, uh, for for getting good at that. Or so they tell me. I'm not good at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, oh yes, and then finally the, the um, Dungeons and Dragons things. They they they, they still do them every uh, every week, uh, and they get like a hundred and hundred and thirty. They people. fill the room, yeah. yeah so if you is... have been inspired by the movie and yeah. you do want to play, that is the perfect place to play. But also maybe worth going in just beforehand and seeing if there's room because yeah. they can get quite busy. Those ones. They've got. We'll a... always have a team to play with though, and they're always very very friendly people. Exactly. Mm. They've got like some really like the people the uh, the the, the guy who um, taught me to play Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. still runs Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, shout out to Pete. I, um, I, I owe him a lot. So um, uh, they've got a brand new website. So you can literally go and look at a calendar that says when they do all these things. So it's, it's really, really helpful. Nice. They've just released a brand new website. They've got all their stock on there. And um, and yeah, they've, they've overhauled the whole thing. I'll check it out. Uh, oh, yes. In case we don't get to it, um, uh, before next month, I want to mm. make sure that people know about this. Okay. Um, uh, speaking of birthdays, Extra Life and Meltdown are both having their birthdays next month. Okay. So if you are planning a, a, a visit, like they're going to be doing cool stuff for that. We're gonna yeah in May. We're gonna try and make sure that we have all that information uh, for you next uh, in next month's episode yep. but keep your ears to the ground on Extra Life uh, Gaming Lounge and Meltdown because they uh, are going to be doing some cool stuff nice exciting and speaking of which um, uh, Connor you know uh, you have spoken before about the race nights at Meltdown oh I have yes so uh, Meltdown are going to be running this this month um, they've got a couple of really cool events actually um, so on the 9th of April which you may have a chance to uh, go to it's on if Friday you, if, you're, if you're Listen really bob on with listening to this as it comes yeah. out yeah there is there is got a playtest for Undisputed which is a boxing game made by Steel City Interactive and looks to be like the spiritual successor to Fight Night and it's you'd be one of the literally the first in the country to get to play this game it's very cool um, and on the 22nd of April they're going to be holding a race night um, which is we spoke about it on previous podcasts but they play a Japanese horse racing game that is oh I can't, I can't even begin to explain it but it's <laughs> just it, just, go, just look it up so, on YouTube yeah, it's yeah. so funny I think it's Japanese Grand Prix I think it's called um, and or, or don't and just come down on the 22nd yeah, uh, World, World Cup? Cup yeah maybe yeah. Grand Prix World Cup something like that um, and it's crazy 
But um, but yes, yeah, so there are two events happening at Meltdown. Not for the kids, those ones. Those are for just adults only. Japan um, World fun. Cup Japan is World what it's Cup. called. Japan World Cup. And uh, it is not a normal race. No. Put it that way. Um, I... I think I could watch that for hours on end. <laughs> and uh, if there are lots more events, be sure to check out the Sheffield.games website. We'll hopefully list them on there. Um, or there's going to have links on that website to all the cool gaming uh, institutions in Sheffield. And you can go check out their websites directly from there too. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for talking about games that are going to mess with my head. Uh, Matt, uh, if people want to mess with your head or if you want to mess with <laughs> yeah, Ed, where yeah. can they find you online? Um, you can uh, you can find me at Matt Speaks Words. You can find me uh, at my other podcast, that is uh, Life's a Pitch Podcast. It's where we pitch fake movies uh, based on titles that you give us. So if you uh, give us a follow at Life's a Pitch Show, uh, you can give us titles for movies that don't exist and we will tell you what happens in those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of all, you can, um, if, if you want to get involved in um, kind of role playing, uh, you can also find me down at the Treehouse Board Game Cafe, where the thing um, partially that we were doing those introductory sessions for mm-hmm. was that we do do custom role-playing sessions at the treehouse um, and also level one encounters and all these different types of things mm-hmm. that uh, allow you a kind of smooth uh, a kind of gradient of introduction to the game with people who aren't going to like be all judgy and weird about it because um, everyone's starting off uh, yep. new um, they'll and be more anxious than you will exactly mm-hmm. uh, so um, uh, you know sign up to those bring your friends um, go to treehousechefield.com and find out what we do over there because um, we also if you've got like six players together six friends together or you know four five six friends together who all want to play something mm-hmm. then we'll run it for you you know you can book a GM like, you can book me and I'll, um, I'll I'll run the game for you so um, uh, go over there and, and do those things lovely lovely and Jade, if you want to mess with your head? Mm-hmm. How do how do how do we mess with your head online? You can find me on Twitter at the Knox Bear. Mm-hmm. Um, I am semi-retired now from <gasps> Freeman, so don't Ooh. bother. Yeah, I'm retiring. I mean, I'm I'm nearly thirty-two. And what's the pension like on on, on oh, Twitch? Oh, it's bad. It's, it's you, know, <laughs> you thought you thought the rev split was bad. It's, it's worse on, <laughs> when you're a pensioner. Um, no, I know there's a few uh, other streaming platforms popping up, but for mm. now, uh, no streams. So if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, or if you'd like to offer me a, a games industry job, uh, you can find me at Jade Knox on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> No, I like it. I like it. Yeah, you can also find me on LinkedIn, um, Connor Clark, if you want to. I say that because, like, I'm not even looking for a job, but that's like that's literally probably the. I'm not on Twitter much anymore. I'm semi-retired from Twitter. We're, we're all getting older, and LinkedIn yeah. is like LinkedIn's the one sad. to go to. Yeah. I'm, I'm semi-retired from LinkedIn in that I don't have one, or I do, but it's like uh, has no information on it. Mysterious. Don't anybody else to steal the steal your name, right? Yeah, I bagged the name. That. That's that, that's about it. But you know, you can you can add me on LinkedIn if you want to claim to have worked with me. Nice. And <laughs> uh, if you do, I, I I am I am very old, but you can also follow me on TikTok by following at Gang Beasts. Um, that would be grand, uh, and I'll do funny videos for you on there. Uh, otherwise, okay, how much? How was that? How much? It's the way you said it. It sounded really seedy. <laughs> I'll do what I'll do videos for you. Yeah. Yeah. you were... <laughs> it's like cameo. Yeah. <laughs> See you all next month. <laughs> Bye.
Thanks for listening to the Sheffield Gaming Podcast. For more information on the Sheffield Games Collective, follow us over at Sheffield Gaming on Twitter, Sheffield Games on Instagram, and at our website, sheffield.games. Our incredible intro and outro were provided to us by Harley over at harleylikesmusic.com. 